the fourth be with you. Hey. Hey. This is the 5Ws podcast. And on this special day, we are looking at the beginning of our own personal Star Wars fandom. Da 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 That's, of course, you know, one of the significant things about Star Wars is just, you know, and people don't, you know, people do acknowledge the fucking soundtrack was awesome. Anyway, I'm AJ and this is Macca. So let's start and have some fun. Who? AJ and Macca, two original Star Wars fans from 1977. 77, bro. And don't you forget about it. We saw the <laughs> OG. all the freaking Clone Wars and all that sort of garbage. Anyway, what? Star Wars, probably the most popular science fiction film series of all time. When I say possibly, I mean it is. Sorry, it Star is. Trek. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're biased. <laughs> Where? At the movies, in the cinema. No streaming for us. No. Then, 1977. Whoa. Why? Simply because it's Star Wars. It was a groundbreaking film at the time, and George Lucas was a genius at marketing. The way I watched it on a lot of those... Um, you know, toy shows and all that sort of stuff. They, 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 they do say it, it, it had to evolve sort of thing, the whole merchandising and all that sort of stuff. But the deal was, I think Lucas pretty much had control of the merchandising completely. I don't think Fox was interested in it at all because up until that point, moving merchandising for toys had, pre- had been pretty, pretty much zero sort of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think, I think the only sort of thing I can think of that was like, as as you know, as much merch as Star Wars is probably the Batman original TV series with Adam yeah, West. Yeah. And that. that that sort of thing. A couple of TV series, a couple of movies, but nothing, nothing on the nothing scale, the scale of, of the of the success that Star Wars had. So okay, I'll get it started. So okay, I was fortunate enough to see Star Wars when it came out at the cinema for the very first time, and back in those days, it was just called Star Wars. None of this mm. a New Hope crap. That came along much later. It was 1977. I'm not sure exactly what month it was. It must have been towards the end of the year, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. And only because, well, because when I sort of talk about my stuff, I, that some of the the way I got my toys or, or you know the figures and stuff, um, it must have been near my birthday, which is in end of November. Yeah, I, I don't know what Star Wars toys were available here at that point in time because once again, you get from the toy shows that. They had trouble getting stock out to America. So I don't know if we had any luck, better luck here. We might have, but I really don't know. And it's hard to remember. I'm sure somebody's got a list written down somewhere. I'll have to look it up. Cinema tickets in Australia at the time cost about $3.50. I looked that up, but that actually sounds a bit expensive to me because um, average um, yearly household wage uh, was about $6,000 back in those days. So I don't know. I'd have to, to double check that. But that's a good figure for now. We went as a family. I was so young at the time, five years old, that my parents made me take a nap before going to see it. Since I was so young, my mother read the credit scroll to me because I just couldn't read it myself. I don't remember a huge amount about the film at the time. I do remember all the pew-pews and the like, which is what younger kids like myself were really there for. I, mem- I do remember when um, Darth Vader came out and Dad made some sarcastic comment of, oh, here's the baddie or something oh. like that. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, those, those delightful days of going to the movies with your parents and it was something. <laughs> like, and I think they did. I think my parents enjoyed it as well, which 
I, I think was part of that appeal for Star Wars. It wasn't just pitched mm. at five-year-olds. It was actually, you know, an adult could sit there and I think generally get something out of it. Um, the only bit that I remember that really freaked me out as a kid was the part where the Jawas were creeping around to get ready to ambush R2-D2. And I actually, that, that was actually probably one of the first large clips of the movie I saw because they played it on the Mike Walsh show um, before I went to see okay. it. It freaked me out on TV. So yeah, it must have freaked me out in the cinema as well. I don't think I was old enough to understand what the charred corpses of Uncle Owen and Aunt Rue were. So that didn't bother me so much. The other shot I really remember were the shots of the stormtroopers being bounced around the corridors when the rebels attacked the Death Star. I don't know why those shots stayed in my mind, but they really did. Very weird. The merchandise was critical to the success of Star Wars at the time. I had a T-shirt with an iron-on transfer of Darth Vader. I recently had the T-shirt given to me by my mother who found it, and I'm going to get it framed. And it's, hey. it's, it, I'm, I just look at it, it's like, it barely fit over my arm. How did I fit my body? <laughs> God. On my wall, I had the Hildebrandt Star Wars poster, and that was really cool. Looking at the characters, I went as I went to sleep at night. Um, I don't know what happened to the poster, but I've actually now today got a T-shirt with the um, Hildebrand oh, artwork cool. on it, and I fucking love that T-shirt. Um, but of course, the coolest things were the action figures. Mm. Going by recent docos, I've seen George Lucas exploited the toy market more successfully than any previous filmmakers. As a result, I accumulated quite a large collection of action action figures over the course of the releases of the original trilogy films. I still have most of these toys and would never sell them. Uh, so, you know, I had things like all the key ones. I even had Princess Leia. Did you have Princess Leia? Uh, I did, but it was my sister um, actually oh, got, got that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, yeah, she would have had the... Oh, I won't say the girly stuff, but you know what I mean? She, she would have had that sort of thing. So. No, no, you're right, you're right. <laughs> all, all the key figures, um, a lot of the figures from the Creature Cantina... I always wanted more than just one stormtrooper, but one was better than none, I guess. I had a larger <laughs> scale Darth Vader, and um, my brother had an R2-D2 that was a larger scale. that had a little panel at the back. You could actually fit some action figures in or fit the smaller R2-D2 in, which was fun. Had an X-Wing, never got a tie. I only got one of those really miniature sort of TIE fighter jobs, you know what I mean? The the smaller ones. Are oh, the die-cast metal ones? Yeah, yeah, the die-cast metal ones. That's absolutely in pieces now. I think yeah, I'm yeah. Pieces, but but it's, it's just absolutely gone to hell now. Had one of the die-cast Star Destroyers. That was really cool. I think I had a die-cast die um, X-Wing as well. You know, it, it was just a collection that grew and changed over the years. The, most of the toys are still in really, really good condition, and I don't think I was that gentle with them. So I, I think whatever plastic they <laughs> used in the construction worked really well. So today I'm still a fan. While I haven't always been totally happy with some of the subsequent film releases, especially the prequel trilogy, it is a story and broader mythology that is strong enough to still impress me, you know, the better part of 50 years later. Yeah, I, I saw it too in 1977, but not exactly sure when. I, 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 as we sort of said earlier, I think it might have been out towards the end of the year. Um, I saw it with my mum, my sister, and my grandmother. Um, I think we went to the Hurstville Mecca Cinemas, which no longer exist. Uh, I remember my nan reading me the uh, the credits scroll, just like how your mum did for you, AJ. 
Uh, I too seriously don't remember too much except for the pew pew stuff. <laughs> and probably the cantina bar patrons. Yeah, that did stick in the mind as well. As I'm sure with most kids at the time, I was a Luke Skywalker fan and wanted to be him. Uh, my Star Wars tea was one of Luke uh, with his lightsaber. Uh, but I also got into monster. I was also into monster type characters back in the day. So probably due to the cantina bar scene, my first Star Wars figures were Hammerhead and Warus Man, and I know my sister got Greedo, uh, which is a little bit of a running gag um, still with my sister. Uh, we're, rich, we're we're all bought down the road um, at our local Woolworths variety store, which I guess now these days is is like a big W. Um, unfortunately, I don't um, that no, also no longer exists. Yeah. Um, later, I got the Luke and C3PO figures off my grandparents. So that's what I mean. I'm thinking towards the end of the year, which was would have been my birthday. I think that's when we all got them. Yeah. And I had a Luke Skywalker doll, uh, which is about the size of a Jojo Action Man doll, which I, th- yeah. I assume was what with your Darth Vader. And Darth Vader was the same scale. Had a Jawa the same scale as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I too amassed a decent figure collection, but unfortunately I gave them the way to charity or something when I became a teenager. No! Um, I know. Who knew they'd be valuable today? <laughs> um, I'll always be a fan, but like AJ, I too have grievances with the subsequent film releases, more so with the prequel um, trilogy than the sequel trilogy. My, my, my wife is also a huge fan and we both had elements included in our wedding, especially my vows, which were, you say you love me, I say, I know. Oh, how sweet. <laughs> I, I, I was on a certain comic book site today and I was just browsing all the Star Wars comics on this site and there's just so much just in the way of comics. Mm. For it, it's, it's just a massive sort of thing. And, you know, I, I know there's the big argument, what's canon and what's not canon, all that sort of stuff. And these days they seem to be walking a line where just about everything is, looks like it's about to become canon to a certain degree. But, but it's, just, it's just one of those things because, you, know, we, we you know, we were the OG fans and all that sort of stuff. But True. then you had fans that came along and they were fans of the prequel trilogies because they came out when they were young. And then you had mm-hmm. fans that, that came along and they were fans of, say, things like the Clone Wars and all that sort of stuff when they were young. And it, it's just, it just had a massive influence on so many things there's a lot of stuff like this i do want to talk about when i do my when we do our legacy of star wars podcast so i won't mm. i won't go into too much of that but just just for the fact that you know most major studios at that point in time you know saw the success of star wars and it's like oh people want science fiction what have we got what science fiction what, have, what mm. have we got and that's why paramount put out star trek the motion picture hmm. and um <laughs> disney put out the black hole it's like, oh yeah, kids want heart of darkness in space. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love the Black Hole. I think it's a great film. But it's like, if if this was their best attempt to compete with Star Wars, it's like, forget it. They're, you know, and and I I don't uh, I I don't think, at least in Western media, I don't think it's had it much in the way of serious competition, in, in the same sort of genre area. There have been other science fiction shows. Probably the closest attempt, I'd say, was Battlestar Galactica, although that's been called. Yeah, but I think I think that sort of Battlestar and and was it Buck Rogers, Buck Rogers. probably yeah. from from yeah. the TV side of things uh, yeah, trying to take TV on Star side, Wars, but yeah. But and they used a lot of the special effects people and all that mm. sort of stuff. But yeah, just you know, like I say, it did kick on a lot of other science fiction stuff. But it's just so hard 
to compete with because you know it's, it's got its own created universe um it's its own distinctive set of char characters um hand shot first uh, <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> yes i bet you have <laughs> he did <laughs> yeah just just all these different sorts of things that captured the imagination and you know while, while i have had times in my life where my fandom might not have been as strong as it could have been. I find your lack of faith disturbing. I've always come back to it essentially because, especially the original trilogy films, it's, it's just always had that sort of strength in there, had a really good storyline in there mm. and a, a really you know nice moralistic sort of thing without getting too preachy at you and that sort of stuff. So what do you think? Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I mean, like, I remember one time at work or at a previous workplace, my boss pretty much was sort of saying, I think he wanted to sort of know, without thinking, what is your favorite movie? And I just went, boom, Star Wars, New Hope. Like, I, I like seriously, I could watch that till the cows come home over on repeat, on repeat, on repeat. Like, it's it has everything for me. I know others sort of love the Empire stuff, Empire Strikes Back, but yeah. I think I think A New Hope or you know the original OG Star Wars. It's, it's yeah it's my favorite movie of all time there's just i don't know it's, it's just got this quality about it that it, it's so confident in what it's trying to do mm. it, it's so you know apart from the only thing that kind of squeaked through were a few of the character names like luke and that sort of thing which were very um shall we say anglo-saxon sort of names apart but apart from that everything else in the film is alien and you know you know, the whole long time ago in a galaxy far, far away thing just sets it out. It's like, this has got nothing to do with Earth. It'll have nothing to do with Earth. Mm. And um, I, I think that is something that really set it apart nicely too. It didn't have, you know, any constraints in that area. You had yeah, you know, spaceships that were so cool. Mm. Oh my God, the, the, the whole space opera, space battle sort of thing, which once again, um, I don't think it had really been done that way before. I certainly haven't seen anything any films or TV series pre-Star Wars that can compete in the way that they, you know, delivered the special effects and the way they had the space battles and all that sort of thing. Um, I know there are a few elements like, oh, Planet Destroyers, and well, they existed in other shows beforehand, but whatever. I'm, I'm just being nitpicky there. But I, I think, you know, the, the story goes that George Lucas originally wanted to do an adaptation of Flash Gordon. Um, yeah, but he right, couldn't yeah. get his hands yeah. on the rights to it. So he said, screw you guys, I'm just going to make my own um, science, fiction, science fiction space adventure action thing. And he never looked back. So it, it's, just, it's just really extraordinary. And, and I'm just glad it, it is something through things like The Mandalorian, through things like promised feature films and all that sort of stuff that it's going to continue into the future. And I, I think it's just one of those properties that even though it's had um, it's like enforced quieter times, I, I think it's just going to keep going yeah absolutely yeah it's 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 definitely um with with the mandalorian it's definitely picked up uh momentum even more so i mean i mean i guess with the the sequels as well but like i think the mandalorian is just yeah it's just it's just gonna boom take off with the amount of um disney plus shows that are going to come out now due to the the success of the mandalorian with um you know the bad batch which starts today May, May the 4th, um, and the Book of Bubba Fett, Ahsoka, Rangers of the Republic, Andor, Obi-Wan. Rogue Squadron. Rogue Squadron, Acolyte, 
yeah, and, and like and also like you know Ta- Taika Waititi is going to have a movie coming out. Yeah. I think you know there's they, a they still show. Ryan I mean, like, there's... going to get one. So yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I think, like I said, I think there's styles will be going on after you and I aren't be going on anymore. <laughs> <laughs> won't be going. It's safe to say. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 that sort of thing. I I, I do get a little bit concerned about some nature, some aspects of the fandom. Sometimes I, I think. Yeah, um, I think like any show that goes for a long time, I, th- I think some fans get so hooked into these things that they just, you know, I'm not trying to be critical of people, but while, while it's the great and everything, there is other stuff out there too. You don't just have to watch Star Wars. That's always my point for people. Oh, I agree, yeah. Seem to me, it's like, I watch Star Wars and that's all I watch sort of thing. It's like, oh, there's plenty of other mm. flavours out there to enjoy as well. And, and quite, a, quite a lot of stuff, as I said before, that wouldn't have happened if um, Star Wars hadn't have come along. And you know, it, it, it did start a trend of the big studios just investing in science fiction, science fiction fantasy, and space opera, and all that sort of stuff into the future. And like, yeah, it, it will it will outlast us. And it's like that's all right. We got through you know the our main characters that we grew up with. So I think you know that most of the stuff with them is done. Um, although I don't know, is there talk of any more solo sort of stuff? I don't know, but I, I, that's what I mean. I think we've we've discussed it in our the future of Star Wars um, podcast, yeah. which is still available and uh, online for you to listen to. Yeah. Um, pimp, pimp, pimp. Pew, pew, yeah. Pew. I, I I mean, like you, I like I said, I, I think I like to think that the Lando TV series would carry on the storyline that was set up in Solo, or or if they do create a Solo series, it, yeah, I, I think that'd be fantastic. Yeah. All right. So enjoy your May the Fourth. We hope you have a really really nice day. Watch a Star Wars movie if you get the chance. If not, yeah. whatever. But you know, like I say, there's plenty of other stuff to read, plenty of other stuff to listen to, plenty of other stuff to enjoy, plenty of games to play, all this sort of stuff. Star Wars is one of the few franchises that cr- it crosses all media. I can't think of any media where Star Lego Wars sets the build. <laughs> <laughs> Lego sets to build all that sort of stuff. Yeah, just just models to buy, all that sort of thing. So. Mm. Have a good day. Think positively and be respectful to other fans. And um, yeah. May the force be with you always. The force will be with you always. Okay. Have a good day, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye.